Welcome to Reframing Our Stories, the podcast. This podcast is about provocative conversations with beautiful thinkers about topics that matter and the stories that have helped them reframe their lives. Grab something cozy or put on your walking shoes and let's reframe. Welcome back to Reframing Our Stories. This is our last episode of season three, and I'm here with Miss Jenny Moeller, my partner. What's up, Jenny? Hey, Kara. (laughs) Here we are, end of season three. We did it. Don't you love when we get together at the last, our last episode and hang out together? So people know who we are. Yes. (laughs) so good so I'm going to interview you today Jenny or we can interview each other about life does that sounds good all right so I'm going to start with the question I ask all the guests at the end of the episode what are you reframing today Jenny I have been reframing expectations for myself Some of the things that have happened in the last year is that I retired from a corporate job that I've had for 22 years and I'm spending my time full-time now with Kara on reframing our stories. Part of this is resetting what I've been doing. I don't go into an office anymore and working on this work with you has been great it's been good to be able to spend the additional time on it and focus on it I know and I'm so grateful because Jenny comes with a lot of gifts you guys a lot of gifts where she is much more detail oriented than myself (laughs) so we're very happy about this (laughs) no but it's been wonderful I've I've been so happy that Jenny has decided to do this with me because she brings a lot of wisdom and a lot of like ability to see things in a different way and ask hard questions for me to think about. So I appreciate it. So thanks, Jenny. I think it's, I think it's been good, Kara. We're still, we're still talking with each other. We're still talking and we're still friends. <laughs> <laughs> we're still friends. And we had said that if this business affected our friendship, we would, we would not do it. Right? That's right. Shut it down. Shut, Shut it, it down. down. But here we are thriving, or we're starting to thrive. I feel we're growing. We're growing. We're working on it. It's a growing small business. A growing small business. (laughs) All right. Ready for question number two? Okay. Let's do it. What have your kids taught you in this last year? That's a good one. My kids have gone through a lot um, around coming out of the pandemic, being in puberty, they're growing, they're in high school, and they have taught me that my expectations are not the life that they may lead or live. Yeah. And that's been challenging. I think a lot of what I've been doing is separating my parents' voice, for example, the things I was told or asked to do or I felt forced to do obligated to do that voice often is coming out of my mouth to my children 
And in this environment we're in these days, it's just not something that was working for us as a family. So there has been a lot of reframing around who are these people? What do they really need and want to be happy and to feel fulfilled and to feel they're living the life they need to live and being good with that. And it's work. It's, it's daily work. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I think that's so good, Jenny. I've seen, I just, from a friend point of view, have seen this woman here Jenny grow a lot in the way that she has been a parent and she's gone through some things and I just see that she has been acting really out of love and care and I've been really proud of her because I think we always have this idea of I think that's the hardest thing as a parent right we have these conceptions of what our children are going to be like and I think I know I used to dream of being a mom and I would be like my kids will be like this I will act like this as a parent. And then it happens and I'm like, that is not at all that I thought I would be as a parent. <laughs> Look at me being really overprotective, <laughs> which my son told me last night that I was being way too overprotective and he was really mad at me for a while. Oh, okay. It's hard because it, it keeps changing, right? You think, oh, this is good. We're in a rhythm. I have this figured out but they're growing, their brains are changing, their needs and wants and expectations are changing. And just as soon as you have it kind of figured out and in a rhythm, it shifts or other things happen like pandemics. Yeah. And it changes the course of the direction things may have been going. So it is, it is, it's hard. It's hard to see. Sometimes I think when I've gotten upset in the past, for example, who is this voice coming out of my mouth? Oh, it's, it's my dad. It's my dad's <laughs> voice. It's not mine. I don't actually care about this thing or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And that's been interesting to kind of observe that and think about that. When is my dad yelling at my kids versus me oh, yeah. being upset and separating that from how I actually feel. Mm-hmm. And then I think on my end, I'm like, Oh, it's the insecure child inside of you who is not yet healed, who is parenting right now. And you need to tell her to stop, right? There's times I feel like uh, the parts of us that haven't completely healed and maybe it's from our parents and the criticism or the way they yelled at us that stays with us that we are like, oh, we're just going to pass that along <laughs> on accident, right? <laughs> Right. Or this feeling of maybe not meeting an expectation or living up to what's Mm -hmm. being asked for. It does. I think it it sinks into your brain and and it becomes it becomes part of who you are and how Mm -hmm. you act. And then we ooze it out on other people and we're like, oh sorry. (laughs) (laughs) I did not mean to do that. (laughs) Where did that come from? Whoops. I know that's how I feel. I think that's why it's so important for us to continuously work as parents on on learning about ourselves. And I think, you know, that's what we talk about all the time in our sexual health business. Learning and reframing. Learning and reframing in order for us to help our kids have healthy sexuality 
We have to do the work. Hey, Kara, can I jump in with a question? Of course. Okay. Where are you grieving or where have you grieved over this past year? Hmm. Well, I've recognized in myself that I think I had just an extreme amount of anxiety during that pan during the pandemic and a lot of stuff came to the surface for me and I isolated. I feel like, I mean, all of us were, but <laughs> I mean, like heavily, it took me a long time to enter back in to social engagements and being with people. And I think like before the pandemic happened, I feel like life was thriving for me. I was working in co-working spaces. I was routinely um, interacting with a number of different people. My um, the business, my individual business before ours was starting to to grow more. I was making good connections. I was going to networking spaces that I really like doing because I love meeting new people and networking and that came to a halt and I also feel like really uh important relationships or friendships that we all had here also like changed and so I think I'm grieving this aspect of community because I feel like I still haven't re-engaged enough uh, to nurture that or to find it. And I have to re, I keep trying to like push myself because I think there's a part of me that became insecure, to be honest. And so now I'm like, in trying to teach myself again to be like, uh, go back out there. <laughs> like <laughs> you love connecting with people. <laughs> like that's your natural, <laughs> uh, that's what you love doing. And so um, but I think there is a kind of a part of me too, that was because I, I had to recognize there that so much came up for me, but I think I was also in this place of healing where I also just needed some time. And I think I recognize like, that's okay. But now I have to like push myself to, to go back into full engagement, you know? Yeah. I think the going back has been hard because even coming back into social engagements, for example, people were in different places or things like co-working spaces, mm -hmm. right? Have different, had different timings and restrictions and things. So even if you were personally ready to get back into it, which I know you are this kind of person that just gets energy from being around people right mm -hmm. um, you couldn't do it the way it wasn't just like restarting where you had stopped because all of those things had also changed and also gone through those or the groups that we may have engaged with before may have reestablished or friends may have been in different pods or yeah. different family connections mm -hmm. so all of those dynamics shifted during the pandemic. So coming back into it has been, it's been difficult. I agree. It's been challenging. And I feel like we, there's a part of us that, didn't, that we have forgotten some of the lessons we learned from it already, <laughs> because it's like, 
we missed doing all the things. And so all of a sudden we're like full throttle. <laughs> like, let's just make our calendar as busy as we can. And so I think too, um, you know, there was, I told my husband, I was like, you know what? I was looking back at the pictures we were taking when we had to be in lockdown. I was like, and there, I was much, I mean, I get the fact that we just had to be in this space and there's too so much going on, right? But the beautiful part of having to be slow down was the fact like I made like lavender ice cream and I learned how to bake more and I was like trying new things. And I think now out of that space, I'm just wrapped up in working, doing the things for the kids and forgetting again, that aspect of creativity. I do go to clay lab though which has been like the best thing of my life of being able you to have enjoyed that clay lab. Oh my gosh. I actually think that it's been some of the best therapy for me. I do see a therapist and she's been great for me, but also working with clay has been so good for me because I never, I would not do things because I would be so afraid of messing up all the time. And so I just didn't try. And now I'm like, making myself try and I'd be too afraid of like being noticed you know and making a mistake or doing something weird <laughs> I don't know and now I'm making myself do those things and going through the process and being like it's okay you need to do this this is good for you you know but yeah that is good because it's kind of a openness to things not being perfect or going exactly as you planned yeah. I think I've done that with cooking because we were home so much. I was cooking more. Mm -hmm. And now I think I'm more willing to try things. And some of the things have not turned out so great. <laughs> you guys, when I work at Jenny's house, she makes me lunch and I get excited. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think that this, this willingness to try, because then you realize, right. There's this realization of, well, if I don't try, we're just going to be eating the same thing every day, every week. Mm -hmm. So I might as well try these new things and maybe it won't work. Right. Maybe it will, but you kind of have to go with it, go with the flow. Maybe that's what pandemic has helped us with going with the go flow. Go like, with the flow. Yeah. yeah. Go with the flow. It even might change. Gets, even if you get stuck in some mud. <laughs> like, yeah. Reroute. Yeah. Okay. Here's my question. Okay. What has been bringing you joy? What has been bringing me joy? Well, one of the things that I was thinking about when I left my, my corporate job was, and this was through a therapist also, is what are the things that you feel you need to do to live a well-balanced life? And now that you're going to be working this business with Kara, how can you schedule time differently to include the things that do that, that bring you joy. Mm -hmm. So for me, it's connecting with people one-on-one, -on -one, like meeting people for coffee or seeing a movie. Um, it's also taking care of myself better. So I've been getting more exercise, which has been great being able mm -hmm. to feel like I'm allowed to do that. I think one of the things with my 
corporate job was I felt very obligated to stay at my desk all the time. Mm-hmm. I felt much more, much more chained, I guess, chained to the desk, like obligated to be sitting at my desk at all times. Mm-hmm. I worked at home and um, it was just a different environment. So I think I have been enjoying being able to be more flexible with my time. Some of it's been challenging because I think I probably work later and at odd hours. Yeah. But the other piece of it is during the day where people are available, I'm able to spend more time. And that's been, that's been great. That's good. Yeah. How about you? What's been making you happy? Um, You know, this might sound silly. I don't know. I've been having actually a lot of fun with my kids lately, which they, um, I've been very joyful around my kids and we all have been more playful. And, you know, with my son, he and I make up songs all the time together and crack each other up. We really crack each other up and just, um, do hilarious things together. And with my daughter, you know, like yesterday, (laughs) we've been getting into similar shows and, uh, we were watching, uh, the end of one yesterday and it kind of ended with a cliffhanger and we were just, we both started freaking out and jumping up and down and going, no, (laughs) do we even know that the next season is coming? And (laughs) we were like, how can this be? And we've just been getting really invested And like this morning, it was adorable because both of them, you know, one's a teenager. The other one is, is a preteen becoming a teenager. And they both wanted to sit. I have this little yellow chair that I rock in and they sat on my lap. Both of them individually wanted time where they sat on my lap and I held them and we rocked back and forth. And I'm just like, this is precious. (laughs) And yes, I will do this because how much longer are you going to want to do this with me? So we've just been having really fun time playing games and joking around and making each other laugh. So really, that's been bringing me, bringing me joy. That's awesome. You know, that fun. Yeah, because it's not always like that. It's not. It shifts, shifts around. So you're going, you're going through some good times, which Mm -hmm. is fun. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So Jenny, we have some things coming up that we want to talk about that we're excited about. And one of them is we are offering a workshop experience for youth ministers, especially around things that they can help teach their high school youth around relationships. Because after that large um, speaking engagement that I had, remember, I kept hearing, we need more time. We just need more time with you. And so we created five, correct? Wasn't it five? Five. Yep. Five courses. Five Five classes, classes, mini classes, because we also know people are busy (laughs) and don't want to sit and watch a recording for a long time. (laughs) So quick information around topics like consent and healthy relationships and do you want to read off more yes you talked about identity and orientation boundaries 
and digital citizenship as well. Right. Because these are the conversations we believe that should be happening within these spaces to then help guide us in other bigger conversations and moments that make people nervous in church spaces. Like, what do we do for rooming when we go on retreats and things like that? So all of these other conversations help guide us in knowing how to have the bigger conversations with some of these other, what feels trickier conversations to have. And apart from that, we have those five courses, and then you can sign up to do a in-person workshop with me in October or November. In-person via Zoom. Via Zoom. Thank you, Jenny. Um, that is a continuation of those classes. Right. So they can watch the videos and then they can choose to join you via Zoom in the fall to kind of take a deeper dive into each of those topics and maybe raise specific questions that may have come up in their areas. And I also want to just highlight and say one of my favorite experiences I had teaching this year was doing a women's retreat called Stories Embodied that I led where I was with women in their 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, and 70s. And we talked about our bodies, sexuality, the stories we have, and what it means to uh, feel like a woman and what does it mean to gain strength from each other. And it was really just delightful. And it made me so joyous. <laughs> I want to do more. <laughs> it felt like everything about me in that space was just screaming with joy. What was one of your favorite things that you experienced this year that you have come to, uh, that we have put on together, Jenny? One of the things that we put on that I really loved was the puberty workshops for parents and kids. And the one that I went to with you was the mothers and daughters where you had me facilitate some writing exercises with the moms talking about their puberty experiences with some prompts mm -hmm. that they spoke to and wrote wrote about. And then at the same time, you were meeting the, the girls and talking with them. You were meeting with the kids and talking mm -hmm. to them about puberty and what they will experience. And there was just a lot of laughter and connecting and there was some sniffling and tears and emotion that came out also mm -hmm. I felt like it was really a, a wonderful experience and something that I really wished I had right when I was going into puberty with my mom that would have been so great I to know. be able to have that kind of open conversation and you wrapped it up with collages that the girls worked on and then meeting and talking all together. And it was just such a happy, pleasant experience. And I don't think they all knew each other. Maybe a couple of them knew each other, but they were so um, great about coming together and being open and sharing and talking about what they were going through and their experiences. That was one of the, the best things I was, that I've, that I've worked on with you this year. It was great. I do love those. And I, I did one recently too, where I ended up 
being all boys and their parents and really the boys came in just like not wanting to be there, of course. Right. Which I always, when I start it, I name it. <laughs> I just, you know, oh, I didn't, you probably were like, why am I doing this on a Sunday afternoon? <laughs> <Right>? <laughs> um, but it was kind of awesome because again, none of these boys knew each other. And then I gave them space after we all talked together and the parents this time stayed at the table. And so we were all there together. And then I asked parents to give stories as we, as I was teaching around puberty and different things like that. And then I took the parents away and we, they asked me their own questions. And then the boys just sat there and created a collage as well, but did other things. And it was just so fun because these boys didn't know each other. And then they were laughing hysterically together. And I was like, yay. <laughs> and so I, I do love that we do that because I think it builds community and right. normalizes the experience and creates a positive one so that then they can continue talking with their parents. You know, I think that something that has struck me about what you've told me is when people come after you, after you teach or after sessions like this, these workshops where they'll say something like, thank you for telling me about erections or periods or whatever <laughs> it is. I <laughs> thought what was happening maybe wasn't normal or right, or I was mm -hmm. worried about it. And for them to understand that they could talk about it now, that mm -hmm. they have some answers. And hopefully in these cases where we do these parent and kid workshops, that they're comfortable going to their parent if they're worried about mm -hmm. something and just asking, is this okay? Am I okay? Yeah. Yeah. I love it. I mean, that's why I do it. I recognize like I, f I feel part of the reason why I'm in this work is because I just remember that time of being terrified. I was really scared during puberty and just felt completely uh, unequipped to handle all the emotion and every and the changing body. I was just unequipped. And so I just wanted to provide that, I think, for these kids, right? Yep. That's why we're in this, Kara. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and we're awesome, Jenny. <laughs> we're going to change how these conversations are happening. It's for sure. So this is, uh, we will be taking a break for the summer uh, for a while. And so they're our next podcast won't be till September, uh, but some of the conversations that you can look forward to hearing will be some around um, how cancer affects our sexuality and our sex lives. We will be talking with some authors of an, an amazing book, Reclaiming Body Trust, which is amazing. And I'm really excited for that because that's what I've been reframing is uh, my body and my body image. You will also hear, uh, we'll be talking around reproductive justice and a number of other things. So you can look forward to hearing some of our new season, season four coming up in September. 
If you want to find a way to get a hold of us, or if you're interested in us coming to you to do a workshop or a retreat, you can contact us at reframingourstories.com. You can also go to our Instagram page and our Facebook page. If you're interested at all in sharing a story on this podcast, we would definitely love to hear from you. You can also give us uh, ideas about what you want to hear from us. And you can do that again through our website or through Instagram, and you can direct message us and things like that. So we would just love to hear from you and interact more with our listeners. Is there anything else you want to say, Jenny? If you have topics you want to talk about, care is great about finding that person and that expert and tracking them down and asking them to come have a conversation. So don't think you also have to give us the person like this say, is true. I'd love to hear about this topic and we will dig into that and try to get that person. I think it's one of my superpowers. <laughs> I think it is too. I think it's if been I had cool a superpower, you, that would be how it. You can kind of, what do you cold call or cold email these folks and say, mm -hmm. Hey, and get them to come chat with us. That's I true. Think, I think that's great. So it's fun. I like it. It's it's why I do this because it's a joy to meet people and provide more information. So we just are appreciative that you come and follow us and listen to us and uh, please share with your friends and give us a rating and subscribe. We'll see you later. On Season Reaper. four. Season four of Reframing Our Stories. Everyone have a great day. Have a happy care summer. Of yourself. Have a great summer. Enjoy each other. Find moments of joy. And uh, don't be afraid to do the hard work. Peace out. <laughs>